The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. The tremendous Thursday edition of You Better You Bet rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here with us on the BetQL Network. Two more hours to go on the show, and it's going to be an awesome two hours. We've got our bets for tonight coming up in the final hour, the power hour of the show. Dennis Bernstein will join us in 60 minutes from SiriusXM NHL Radio and the fifth period. Dennis is going to fill out his NHL playoff bracket if the season ended today live on the air. We look forward to that because Dennis is great. Ken and I will do the same with NHL and our NBA playoff brackets. As I'm saying this, I'm like, I don't know if we have enough time in the show to do all of this. We're going to do our yeah, best we'll to get it, it all in. We'll, well, we did we'll, a we'll word roulette with Jay. We did a word working roulette. We did the whole roulette. We spun the wheel 17 times with Jay. So it kind of lets us off the hook a little bit, I think. I I, I, I thought that was really, I thought that was a great yeah, segment. Great. Uh, especially good. like, and like and you and you and Jay at the end, like doing like I feel like that's like like Eric Clapton and like Jimmy Page getting together and like freestyling <laughs> like, like for a while jamming. while I'm just like sitting and I watching. Was it was awesome. Yeah. No, it was and like and I, I wanted to make sure that I highlighted that like for our for our audience. Like that's that, it's really good stuff. It's great. I hope people appreciate it. Um we'll can we'll fill out our brackets. Maybe we'll do some award market roulette as well. But joining us right now to kick off our number three today on this tremendous Thursday, one of our absolute favorites, and I think 
we can call him. You better you bet family member at this point, because I think this is his third or fourth time coming on the show. Had him on a number of times during college football season. He was sensational. So now we're very happy to have him on the show to break down college hoops for us. Uh, college hoops, play-by-play man for our friends over at Fox Sports, FS1. The great Tim Brando on Twitter at his name, at Tim Brando. Tim, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. How's it going? It's going great, fellas. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate uh, the fine introduction and and being back. I I'm not a one trick pony. I can talk I can talk well beyond college football. But if you want to go there again today, that's certainly it's not because there's a, a lack of anything to talk about with regard to what's going on uh, with college football. It's uh, seemingly making more news in the hot stove season, which is what is it nine months out of the twelve is the hot stove season for college football past and present, but I am encouraged by what's going on with college basketball. I'm having the, uh, the good fortune of covering, um, you know, both the Big Ten and the, the Big East. Uh, in the coming years, we're, we're going to get back in the Big 12 business, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and, and, and listen, uh, the Big East Conference this year, as you well know, a week ago Saturday, I was – a week ago this Saturday, I had number one versus number four. And and then and right when you're thinking Connecticut is unstoppable, uh, they go to Creighton and the Blue Jays look like the team we all thought they would be at the beginning of the year. And, and they did to Connecticut what what uh, the Huskies had done to Marquette as the number four team in the country just days earlier. So it's an exciting season. Tim, I'm curious, and you, you referenced that you got to call Marquette UConn. I watched that game on Saturday, obviously, bingo, bango, bongo with the, the Caravan 3, and, and the place was going crazy, and UConn looks great in that game. And I think what we're trying to do, especially on our show, and I think what a lot of betters, and people are going to fill out their brackets eventually, just, you know, is it just UConn again, especially off that Marquette game? And I know they lost to Creighton the other night. Creighton made a lot of threes. You know, you've seen a lot of teams play this year. I'm sure you've watched a lot of games on TV also. You know, kind of push comes to shove. Is UConn the best team you've seen so far this year? Yeah, they're the most complete team. Uh, they're not infallible. Uh, they're, they're, they, I think they are, uh, along with Purdue, I think both of those two teams uh, have earned the right for us to be able to say they've separated themselves. Okay. Now, now Purdue lost to an Ohio State team that was playing with a great deal of cause uh, for an interim coach who, by the way, has got uh, great pedigree. Uh, I, I call John Diebler's games. Uh, when he played there, and Jay Diebler as well, uh, I know. And, of course, John is now an assistant coach uh, in the Big East uh, with Butler, uh, with Thad Mata, because he played with Thad when he was at Ohio State. And to see his brother doing this and coming in for Chris Holtman, uh, who ironically had come to Ohio State from Butler, which is where Thad is now, it's pretty interesting. But that emotional change, when you make a, a change with the head coach, and you got a bunch of young and talented players, and Ohio State does. They just they lost some games that that really made them look bad, and, and forced I think the hand of uh, Ohio State's leadership to make a change. That comeback uh, win by Indiana that that they had at Ohio State, I think they were down 18, is probably the reason the Buckeyes made the, the decision that they did to get rid of Holtman. But but I mean Ohio State's got talented players. Bruce Thornton can play. They're they're just young. They got very very young, very very quickly. And in the NIL portal era of all sports, but particularly basketball, you get that young that quick, you're going to have a price to pay for it, especially in a league as good as the as the Big Ten. And that's what happened to them. So I think Purdue just caught them at the wrong time emotionally, and at the same time Purdue uh, didn't shoot it well. 
And and when you have that many, uh, shall I say, iron unkinds called by whoever the play-by-play guy is in a given game, I don't care how good you are, you got to you got to put the ball in the hoop. And that's what happened to them. I thought in Connecticut's case, they were playing a Creighton team that was just getting their act back together again from the blowout loss they had at Gamble Pavilion back in January to Connecticut. Um, and they're getting used to having a, a new point guard. Ryan Nimhard was a tough act to follow, and I thought the Ashworth kid that they got from Utah State struggled a little bit at the point in replacing Ryan because he was trying to be Nimhard, and he's not. He's he's not a true point. He's really more of a scoring guard. And I think that um, Greg McDermott picked up on that and said to him, look, just go play your game. We got enough guys to handle the ball. We don't need you to be something you're not. And uh, look, you watch that Creighton team. Brian Shireman is a player that can bring up the ball himself. Uh, you can make the same case for just about every player on the team, with the exception of Ryan Kalkbrenner. They've all got a good handle. Uh, the Farabello kid is playing well now off the bench. So Creighton finally uh, gelled and had their monumental moment in that game against UConn. And the Huskies were coming off such a big, big and important win over the number four ranked Marquette team, which a team that that had beaten them two out of three times last year, and it knocked them out of the Big East tournament in the semifinals. The last game UConn lost last year before winning it all was to Marquette, and that stung uh, the Huskies. They 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 were revved up and ready emotionally to go, wanted to seek some uh, uh, redemption, and they got it. And so when you play with that kind of emotion at home. And then you have to play a team like Creighton. And that Omaha is the toughest road game environment that you'll have in the Big East. I don't care what anybody tells you. Uh, they are. And it has been that way, I think, for the bulk of the time that they've been in the new Big East, the reconfigured Big East that started in the 2014 season. So the timing was right for Creighton. But I do think UConn is still the best team in the country, most complete team in the country. And I feel similarly about Purdue. I think the Lance Jones acquisition from Southern Illinois – to go along with, with Lawyer and with Brendan Smith, who's been uh, a guard that has really uh, come on and been a tremendous leader uh, at the point guard position for Matt Painter, it puts them a, a cut above, too. They're, they're not the same. These two teams are not built similarly at all. Um, Purdue does rely heavily on Edie, but Edie now has more pieces around him, uh, athletic pieces like Lance Jones, who I think figures prominently uh, in their success in the upcoming, uh, not just Big Ten tournament, but also in the, the NCAAs. And it's all about, for both these teams, it's all about how they perform in March, and particularly so for Purdue because they've been a number one seed a couple of times and have not gotten to the second weekend. So I think they've got the, the capability of doing that this year, and I think UConn does too. Who the other teams are, whether you start with Arizona or maybe you think about um, other teams like Tennessee – that have uh, been worthy of maybe top seed mentions. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Connecticut and Purdue in that order are the two best teams this year. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Thursday. Very happy to be talking college hoops with our friends. Are you better you bet family member, the great Tim Brando, college hoops, college football for our friends over at Fox on uh, Twitter at Tim Brando. 
Tim, I want to ask you about the team, and you called the game this weekend, and UConn obviously dominated and won the game. The team that lost that game, Marquette with Shaka Smart and Tyler Kolak, who set a school record last night with 18 assists. Marquette blows out DePaul. I'm watching that game last night, and I bet Marquette in the game, and Marquette covered. And I, I always love, and I, I, the the reference that I'll always make is Kemba Walker for that UConn team. Kemba would just like control the flow of a game. And I, I'm not saying that Kolak's like that type of player is going to play in the end. That's not the insinuation I'm making, but just that I watched the game last night and I'm thinking this this team's really good do you, do you think Marquette this year with Shaka is a team that's capable of making a deep run in the NCAA Big East tournament NCAA tournament like what's the ceiling for this year's Marquette team in your eyes well last year if you recall they got beaten out by a Michigan State team that was tournament proven and uh, uh, Tom Izzo is a, a tournament proven head coach and they were a team that was a double digit uh, seed and they wanted to make a point and they did in that game with Marquette. Uh, the Golden Eagles are as talented as you really want to be in every position, but they lack post play. You know, Oso Iguodaro is a uh, really a, an NBA small forward trying to play the five spot at the college level. And they get beaten on the boards with some regularity, all right? But they have to make shots if they want to keep from losing games because of the inability to get second chance opportunities and not enough guys in that Connecticut game made any shots. They were over from three point range for the first 15 minutes of that game. And for the first 10 minutes of that game, and you guys were watching, so you know this, they were tied at 18 with 1040 to play and they had not made a three pot three point shot yet. Well, eventually that's going to catch up to you against a team like UConn that has a rim runner like Donovan Klingon and a backup as good as Samson Johnson that can come in for him. And, and eventually uh, the inability to get to the offensive glass and get any second chance opportunities. And they couldn't create turnovers. That's the other thing. Marquette likes to score with its defense, get in your grill, cause some early turnovers to get easy, easy points. Uh, guys like Chase Ross, Cam Jones. Uh, these are players that, when their game is on, Marquette becomes a very tough cover. But if they're not, and it comes down to just the pick and roll with Kolick and Igadaro, and that's all they've got, they become a bit of a one-dimensional team. If they get the right draw and they can stay away from a team that's got, you know, a boatload of bigs, all right, that can all handle the, the ball, you know, a team like uh, Connecticut, a team like North Carolina, uh, they can't all be in the same bracket. You know, Marquette needs to play their game. And I'm not saying they can't win a game against talented bigs. They can. They've done it before. Um, you know, they completely you – know, Joel Soriano was totally outplayed by Oso Godaro in the game with St. John's back in January when Rick Patino had St. John's really playing at a high level. Uh, and St. John's had a, uh, a nine-point lead at halftime at the Garden and couldn't hang on. So it's not as if they can't get it done. They can against a bigger opposition. They just need their complementary players to play big against those types of teams. And in a one-and-done environment, that can always happen. But that's the reason why they lost the game by as large a margin. I mean, that was a 28-point blowout uh, in that in that loss. So you got, that was a good bet you made against DePaul. They were going to take it out on the worst team in the Big East than they did so last night. But I'm, I'm with you. Marquette's that team. The Big East could possibly, in its 10th year of its reconfigured format, all right, with the addition of Connecticut coming just a few years ago, 
they're capable of having three Final Four teams out of that out of their conference. Uh, I think that Marquette uh, is clearly a team with the right draw to get in. UConn, in my mind, should be in and be the overall number one seed. And I think Creighton, with the way they're playing, remember now that's a team that was one second and one bad call against San Diego State away from going to the Final Four last year. That is a veteran team. Uh, guys like Shireman really want it. And in addition to him, you've got Trey Alexander is one of the most athletic two guards you'll find in college basketball. Uh, and he was making shots over Cam Spencer that Cam Spencer was making over Marquette. I mean, it was almost like a dose of Spencer's own medicine uh, in that game. So uh, the Blue Jays may not be higher than maybe a five seed in the tournament because of their overall record. But, boy, oh, boy, they are a dangerous uh, mid-tier seed, perhaps, in the coming NCAA tournament to make it all the way to the Final Four. Yeah, and obviously, like, a really impressive win the other night over UConn. We haven't seen that in the Big East, three Final Four teams since the mid-'80s with St. John's, Georgetown, and Villanova in, I think, the 1985 NCAA tournament. Tim, it's my sincere hope that we get to do this again, maybe like maybe like a couple more times with you as we head into the NCAA tournament and into conference play. Uh, conference tournament play. We absolutely love having you on the show. Your insight is incredible. We really appreciate the time. You'll be on the call of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State women's uh, action coming up this weekend. So we encourage everybody to check that out and to follow Tim on Twitter at Tim Brando. My friend, thank you so much for the time. Have a great call this weekend. Stay well, and we hope to talk to you soon. Same to you, fellas. Anytime. Tim Brando joining us here on You Better, You Bet. I, uh, he's really awesome. Great storyteller. I do. I want to ask him at some point because uh, he called Marquette UConn. The environment there was awesome for that game. Not that the XL Center is the answer to this question, but like, like, what's the craziest place you get college basketball? You call some crazy games from crazy places too. What's the craziest place you called a game from? <laughs> Maybe it'll be like we, we'll do that when like one of us is out and he'll co-host the show. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Uh, brackets and award market roulette coming up next. Lowry, right base, sideline. Gets it in, gets it back, shoots a three, no good. Rebound, Caldwell Pope, 10 seconds to go. Miami's not going to foul. No team in NBA history's waited longer. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets are finally NBA champions. They take down the Heat in five games. The Nuggets, the 2023 NBA champs. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Courtesy of the call goes to the Denver Nuggets radio network. Wasn't that long ago. Like, literally, it was like, what, like uh, like eight months ago? Something like that, that the Nuggets won the NBA championship, beating sure the was. Miami Heat. I thought the thought it would be a better finals. It wasn't. <laughs> Denver winning that one pretty, pretty, pretty handily. Uh, still to come on the show, Ken and I will fill out... Uh, what the NHL playoff bracket would be if the season were to end today. And sometimes we do this, and it's like, ah, oh, well, these matchups aren't that great. Maybe, hopefully they'll be better Like when we get there. Like, no. These matchups are actually awesome if the season were to end today in the National Hockey League. Dennis Bernstein from SiriusXM NHL Radio, who if you haven't heard him before, he is sensational. Dennis will join us to start the Power Hour coming up in 40 minutes. And an hour and 20 minutes from right now, all our bets for tonight, and I have got already, this is before, like, if Ken makes a case for something that I like also, I have four hockey bets, two college basketball bets, and three NBA bets so far for tonight. 
and a partridge in a pear tree. Let's get and it. And a partridge yeah. in a pear tree. Yeah. Uh, how many bets do you think you'll have tonight across the sports? I mean, probably le- the college. I don't. Although I don't know, I've been coming up with a bunch of college stuff recently to, with varying degrees of success. I'll say Let's I'll be pretty Grand close Canyon. to that. Let's bet Grand Canyon. No, I didn't know they were playing tonight. Who they got? They're four and a half on the road at Tarleton State. I can't name one player on either team, but I know like you like Grand Canyon. Let's let's bet them tonight. Okay, maybe would a money line parlay them with something else that we like for like a couple bucks. I feel like I just so might like a big... with the Panthers now. That's like all I do. And I know they're not I, I know they're a short favorite tonight, but I actually they're I, I love the Panthers tonight. How could you not? They're the best team in the league. They win every game. And, and it's, it's not just yeah. that I like the Panthers in general. It's also they're playing in Carolina. I think the yes. Hurricanes are total I think they're total frauds. I think Florida goes in there and wins. Well, the playoffs, that's definitely true. Yeah, no question about that. And Bobrovsky's probably I think he's confirmed already. I don't Here's, here's your miniature award market roulette. If Vezina was going to get crazy, it's not Thatcher Demko that's going to do it, who's like the short second price. So Vezina is best goal in the NHL. Hellebuck's like minus 200. Demko's like three. Then it's a huge gap to anybody else. And it's like Aiden Hill, Bobrovsky, and Jacob Markstrom or somebody who's never going to win. Um, if it gets crazy in the next 25 games, Hellebuck plays poorly. He gets hurt. Winnipeg loses a little bit more. It won't be Demko. Like that's not the Canucks don't play games like that. Like we've seen this, like his point shares will be really good, but he's going to, they just, they play like seven, five, they played like a 10, seven game the other day. Now Demko didn't start that game, but like, that's the style that the Canucks like to play. Bobrovsky's like, if you, if you have a ton of hella buck, like you've loaded up and you're in really good shape. If you've done that, by the way, he's probably more likely to win than the price still not by a lot, but like a little bit, uh, Bobrovsky's the guy I'd be really worried about because there's a chance they win the, that Florida wins the they're the favorite to win the president's trophy right now they're I don't know if they're going to win the president's trophy and win nothing award wise they're not going to win the Hart trophy like Ryan Hart and Kachuk won't win they can't win the Norris Paul Maurice could win the Adams award it depends on what Tockett does and what Tortorella does like the award that they could get is Bobrovsky goes crazy for 25 games here and he and Hellebuck look close to each other statistically and they're already not that far apart and Bobrovsky's team record's way, 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 way better. So just like I, I, I watch every Panthers game now, I find them incredibly interesting and as he's kept playing better, Bobrovsky's already won this award twice. Um, I think he's won twice. That I w- I'm kind of like, man, like, is there a way that he's the guy who makes it cra- like not the guy you'd think Demko from a price standpoint? Is he the guy that makes it crazy? Aiden Hill's not going to win. I think that ship that he had to be really good for the last three weeks. He wasn't. So just there's your there's your like little mini award record like, just because you brought up the Panthers. I did want to uh, at some we do not have to maybe we could do it next hour when we talk like we do the Eastern Conference bracket. If if Shesterkin goes nuclear, we don't have to do this now. And I'm guessing you think the answer is no, since you brought up Arbrovsky as the, the guy that can, no. that can potentially it's just, challenge. It's a yeah. season-long award. Like the, you have to have made enough hay by now to go to and be that strong. hot and still win. Yeah, it just it's and it's not. I was going to say it's like through no fault of his own. I mean, through fault of his own, he wasn't as good, and now he's really good. There's just not enough time left. I think um, he his price would start dropping a lot. He plays for the Rangers, could win the President's Trophy too. Um, yeah, you know, you create you create an interesting hypothetical. I just think like Bobrovsky was like, I mean, even in November, he won like almost every start. I think, I mean, he's been really good for a while. Just makes it's an easier case to make. That's all. All right. So that is uh, the, your uh, your brief snapshot of the Vezina trophy market. Absolutely. Love, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I've got Connor Hellebuck, so I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll bet some Bobrovsky also. All right. Let's let's do our, our NBA bracket here because the second half of the NBA season tips off tonight with a 12-game slate, which is absolutely awesome. We love it. Um, 
So we're a couple months away from the playoffs starting, and this is the perfect time to do it, literally. Like, the games are starting in a couple hours. Like, hey, what do we think is going to happen when the NBA playoffs start? Now, things can obviously change. Players could get hurt. Like, what we'll see what happens. Assuming that things remain static, this is where we stand right now, and we'll fill the brackets out. But I just want to read the matchups in the Eastern Conference. And I have kind of chosen to do it like this. And, Ken, if you want to do it differently, you obviously can also. And this is really easy for people out there. You just literally go to, like, whatever your favorite standings page is and— one through eight, and I think people generally know how this works, right? So your one seed in the East is the Boston Celtics. They would play the Orlando Magic right now. Uh, so that would be the one-eight matchup, assuming you're, gonna, Orla- you're not going to do the play-in. You're not going to do the play-in so stuff. I I am going to do the play-in in the Western Conference. I I the way I chose to do it was to keep the East the way it is because I think it's more fun to have Orlando as the eight and Miami as the seven. So that's how I've Definitely. chosen to do it. And in the West, I have chosen. I maybe I shouldn't have done this, but I wanted. I thought it was more fun to do it like this. I took the Pelicans out. I made Dallas the six. I made Golden State the eight, and I made the Lakers the seven. <laughs> it's like plugged in every. So who do you? So you have. Wait, you have New Orleans out of. The, they're not going to miss the playoffs. You have New Orleans out of the well, playoffs. In my world, they miss. LeBron's not even playing tonight. Wait, so who? You have somebody else out too. Well, like Houston's already Houston's Sacramento. You have Sacramento out too. Well, like, well, they're the eight right now. They they'd be in the play-in against either the Lakers or the Warriors. Okay, so we're just gonna do like we're gonna be alternate universes here with the bracket that we're gonna fill out. <laughs> well, I just think I just think it's more I just think yeah. it's more fun, honestly, to do it like that. If you want to do it differently, you can. In, putting the Warriors in specifically is more fun. I don't. People probably would rather bet the Lakers in a playoff series because of just physicality and what they did last year. I think there's still a way the Warriors can turn into something somewhat interesting. I agree. Can at least like give a team a series in the first round. I don't know if they can win a series. So do you want to do play-ins? Because I have the matchups here. We could do it if you want. Yeah, East, no. East is like a waste of time because the top teams are going to dispatch the teams that we're going to talk about anyway. Like to be the eight. Miami is the interesting one. And then West, like let's play it out when we get there. So let's do the East first. Let's do the East first. Okay. So again, so 1-8, Boston, Orlando. 4-5. Nick Sixers, oh, God. And he's and you, you saw the couple of the reports. Tim Bontemps said very likely to be back this season for Embiid, as the Knicks got very negative injury news with Randall and a couple other guys. I I'm 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 not depressed yet. <laughs> we're, we're almost there. So, so this is basically like like someone has just told me, well, it, the sun's going to start setting at like 4.45, like local time, yeah. in like two weeks. That That's where I'm at right now. In two weeks, it's going to be dark at 4 o'clock. That's how I feel right now as a Knicks fan. Uh, I feel like this is going to go really poorly. The 3-6 has the potential to be one of like a really, really entertaining, like bad blood playoff series. Because it's really blossomed into one of the best rivalries in the NBA this year, and that is... The Milwaukee, I can't believe I'm like saying this out loud, but it's true. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Indiana Pacers. And Indiana's had Milwaukee's number all season, knocked them out of the in-season tournament. They hate each other. It's awesome. So Milwaukee and Indiana, Milwaukee would have home court as the three over Indiana, the six. And the two, seven, where I think, I don't know if you're going to have Miami beating Cleveland, but it's, it's Cleveland against Miami, the Cavaliers against the Miami Heat, assuming that Miami is the seven seed in the Eastern Conference. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on this Thursday. Let's play out the East here. Um, Boston over Orlando, correct? Yeah, and I, I'm going to try to create. I, look, 
if you're listening to this and I say a price, and you're like, there's no way that would be it. I'm going to try to do this off the top of my head about what I think the prices would be. Cause I think it's, I think series prices are some of the most interesting markets that we have. I want to play also. I'd like to play yeah. also. And you'll be better at yeah. this than me, but we'll see like, we'll I, see how close maybe, we end up. Maybe I will. Some of the, the weird ones are always like the Miamis, the Lakers. Like these are the ones where it gets weird because there'll be a lot of interest for the team that wasn't very good in the regular season. Miami, the Lakers, the Warriors, because of postseason pedigree, who the best player in the series will be, all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, Celtics Magic is like almost an unbettable market. I mean, it's like Celtics minus 50,000, which we see all the time, by the way, like 10,000, 20,000 on these favorites because we just, we don't see upsets like this very often when the eight is a newcomer to the postseason that is basically just made, dipping their toe in the water in terms of this collection of players with Bancaro and everybody. All right, so we'll move on past this. So we both advance yes. Boston. They'll be a massive favorite. Uh, we can haggle over 30,000 or whatever. Nah. Uh, okay, so what are the parameters Yeah. for Knicks Sixers? Like, are we assuming, like, everyone's playing? Like, Randall's playing, Ananobi's playing, Embiid's playing? I mean, I would just... Of those three, who do you think the least likely to be playing is? It has to be Randall, right? Because he might undergo surgery. Yeah, I agree. I, to be fair, him playing will obviously impact a betting market. But like Embiid, you're literally talking about like who's favored or not. Like that's, <laughs> it, I mean, that's, it, just, that's, it's it was a very, very, Ken, it was a very Homer like introduction by me being like, right. yeah, and, like is everyone going to play like OG Ananobi, Julius Randle, and right. you know, it's a reigning MVP. Is Mitchell Robinson back? Right. That's like, 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 yeah, I, honestly, he's really I should have said him before Embiid yeah. also. Right. Uh, is DiVincenzo healthy? That's what we're all wondering. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, and who has, uh, and the Knicks have home court right now or the Sixers have home court? As of right now, the Knicks would have home court. And probably still will because Embiid's not going to come back for a while. So even if, even if we like play it out a little bit more and these seats hold. Uh, so Knicks hosting, I'm going to say Embiid plays. Maybe he's only been back for a little bit though. There's some skepticism. Is Randall playing? playing? No. I think you have to go with no right now. <sighs> I mean, and like, God, and it's like Nick Nurse against Tibbs. It's just like, um, oh my God, uh, how big a favorite of the Sixers? Like, not huge, because the Knicks will have had a way better regular season, probably. But like, they'll be favored even though they're on the road. I think the it's first never... digit's a two. I think it's I a two. Know. I think it's a high one. It might be a high one, because Embiid won't have played very much, I think. So there'll still be some like, ah, I don't know. And they'll Well, they'll let me ask out. you. Let's do this. If the Sixers open 170 against the Knicks, would you bet? What would you bet? I don't know if I'd bet anything, but I bet it would go up. Yeah, I, 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 I think maybe two, 200? like minus 200. Yeah, road favorites in playoff series like this doesn't really like happen like this a lot. Um, where it's like a big price though. I, okay, 200. Okay, like exactly 200. I think is okay. Maybe minus 200 what, what, plus 170 what, what, or something. Want to call it? Yeah. Want to call it like one, like like one, like 180, 150. Yeah, what am I? How am I wrong? Am I wrong more or less? They're probably favored by more, and that's how, probably how I'm wrong. They were one of the best teams in the league when NBA played. Uh, I'll say like minus two hundred. Maybe that might be. This might be a crazy guess. Minus two hundred. Who would you? One uh, who would you advance? Philly, definitely. <laughs> best, best, best player in the series. This is not an insult to Jalen Brunson. Best player in the series, not even close. Best coach in the series, not even close. Do you know what I've learned? I got this. We got this new desk, and I just like what, what, what is going on? Like, like, I, I think I just like really hurt myself. 
Oh, God. Were you just banging your fist on the table? Well, I used to have, like, this Fisher-Price table. By the way, and, like, I shouldn't, because when I used to hit the Fisher-Price table, like, everyone, everything used to, like, unplug. Yes. Now we have, like, this, like, like, legitimate. (laughs) Like, like, this is, like, a real desk that I have now. Like, a legitimate desk. You know what you need? Get a, uh, get, like, a really, get, like, a really comfy, thick blanket and put it right under the microphone. Like, lay it. Well, I have, And you rest um... your elbow on it. No, I have, like, a foam pad for that. And you still hurt your arm? How'd you hurt your arm then? Well, I didn't. It like no, I sent like 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 shock waves throughout, like a nerve pain or something throughout my arm. Oh, like no. I didn't hurt my fist. Like God. That's what the, that's what the Knicks do to people. Yeah, oh they lose my series God! Like I mean, I'm they telling give you, you nerve like, pain. Like, I feel like I'm like electro, except it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to advance the Sixers, right? It's it's really freaking depressing, but. Right. Well, I mean, like, yeah, but Sixers like, Sixers. listen, I'm 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 coping right now. Can I cope, okay. please? Yes, my team always stinks. Okay, so Which, uh, by the way, what, so we'll, what, what does that give you in the second round too? By the way, yeah, great the series. Celtics Give, yeah. gives 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 you the, the nurse against the doctor. Um, yeah. Well, no. okay, it would be the nurse against the doctor. I mean, the Bucks would be. The Damn the nurse, it! Right? You're right. Yeah. Maybe that's the Sorry. conference finals. No, the, it's the, not. the electrodes. The electrodes went to my brain. Um, yeah. Milwaukee, Indiana. Well, if the seats hold, it means that the Bucks didn't completely fall apart, though, which means like they'll still be they'll be favored and they'll have by a good amount the best player in the series. Minus five hundred. The, the coaching matchup of Carlisle versus Doc Rivers would give you nightmares if you bet the Bucks in this series. I mean, absolute nightmares. Uh, less, I think, less than five hundred. Let's say, like, when would I start betting Milwaukee? At three, I'd think about it. Call it minus three fifty plus three hundred. Okay, maybe a little more than that. Am I underrating the Bucks? I think so. They're so, but but I guess like if they're going to hold the seed, that means they won some games. And I'll tell you what. Well, how about this for a prediction? I would bet the series to go seven and the Bucks to win the series four three. Wow. So in a clutch situation, you'd like to bet on Doc Rivers. That's what you're saying. Well, it's more like I want to bet on Lillard. In game sevens, hasn't Doc Rivers lost like his last thirty or something? Like, yeah, oh. but he never had like his. Yeah, now he's lower than Giannis. Oh, okay. Carry his ass <laughs> to the second round. All right, we'll fill out the rest of the East bracket and the West bracket coming up next to wrap up our number three. Under a minute remaining, Pacers clinging to a five-point lead. Halliburton tries another three. Bang! Tyrese Halliburton from downtown. Timeout, Bucks. It's an eight-point lead. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. God, we played that, that highlight's been played more on the show than Ken and I have. I mean, God, Mike Green with the four point play by Halliburton against Milwaukee in the in season tournament. Indiana's beating is that, Milwaukee is that a billion. That? He didn't say and a foul. Is that that? I play? don't know. I, just I think that's a different play. All right. Maybe, maybe we play that one a lot too. You know, we like a lot that. of Pacers butt I, I don't know. <laughs> Jake, Jake, play uh, Chris Fowler calling Chris Olave touchdown on Ohio State. <laughs> play uh, play Purdue getting upset by Ohio State, which apparently happened every day this week. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, the power hour of the show. So we left off talking about Milwaukee and Indiana and the theoretical 3-6 matchup right now if the NBA season were to end today. Um, Ken said Milwaukee 350. I said maybe a little bit more. We're both going to advance Milwaukee in the series, though? For now. <laughs> All right. 
Seriously. So Milwaukee to the I mean, second round. Yeah, this is so now this will be the uh, this will be the, the really fun one I think. Knicks Sixers was fun too, and that's Cavs Heat as the two seven. Cleveland Ooh. obviously with home court. Miami went to the finals last year as an eight seed. What what would your market be here for Cleveland against Miami in a theoretical two seven? And this is the LeBron uh, ball. I want to start by saying something that might surprise people. So we do we've done NCAA tournament a lot this week. Have all these historical criteria, and at the risk of sounding like I repeat myself all the time, just like not everybody is like as into the work that I do as other people. So I just try to explain it as much as possible. I like to use a lot of historical criteria and then I see what it spits out and then I make my own decision based on that. And in the NBA playoffs and like who's going to win the title, they're really, really, really like identifiable characteristics, uh, metrics, et cetera, that like predict who's going to win the title. First of all, it's always a really good team. It's never an okay team. You know, a good place to start. Cleveland has like a really remarkable statistical profile right now. There are only two teams... I guess like kind of actually, yeah, two, there's really only two right now that have like a statistical profile commensurate with a champion, like a team profile, not the best player, which is when we talk about Boston and it's the Celtics and the Cavs are actually the second team, like where it's just every way I look at it, every way you kind of like examine the data. I have reasons why I don't like the Thunder and the Timberwolves. Yeah. There's a Cav gonna disappoint you. Uh, So like they're, they look, they look, I mean, they, they look even better than I would have expected, honestly, um, with this recent extremely good play that they've had, like extremely good run of form that they have. So I bring that's a really, really, really long winded way of saying I, I'm curious how the market will balance that. Like it's like Boston and then them from like a rating standpoint with here's the heat who just zombie into the playoffs and just beat everybody every time. And how do you this uh, we have a. Every other year or every year, we have a series like this that happens. Lakers-Suns a few years ago was like a perfect example where the Suns won a billion games but hadn't done anything, and the Lakers had LeBron, and it was a 2-7. That was the series where Anthony Davis got hurt, and the Suns had Lakers up are up 2-1, Davis gets hurt, and the Suns yeah. win the next three, and we're yeah. to the NBA and, Finals where they lost to Milwaukee. And, and the Lakers go up 2-1, and when they're winning game three, the entire Lakers bench is like clowning I think it was Jay Crowder was guarding LeBron near the Lakers bench. And it's like, oh, it's like the, the implication was like, we're toying with you. The series is over. And then Davis gets hurt and it flips the other way. But the market for that series, I believe, was Suns. And remember, like not all time regular season, but like a phenomenal regular season by the Phoenix Suns and not that by the Lakers. And I think it opened like Suns minus 170 Lakers, like plus 150. So like I, the, the LeBron team the, got the And the Lakers got time. bet. And the Lakers it, got it, bet. It ended up, well, and that's going to be the kind of situation where even if the seven takes like a one game lead in the series, there's going to be so much like, well, they're, they're going to do it. Like they're going to upset them. This doesn't have to be just like that. One team had LeBron, the Heat have Jimmy Butler. It's not exactly the same thing, but there is that push of like Warriors Kings last year, I guess would be like an okay comp too. But again, Curry is on that team. So this isn't that, but my point is just how much credit will the Heat get no matter how bad they are? Like how much will they get? They made the NBA Finals last year as an eight, um, and they're playing a team with very little postseason experience and maybe the worst coach in the playoffs in terms of like game to game playoff adjustments. Uh, Cavs are definitely favored. It's probably like the first number that came into my head was like Cavs two sixty Heat plus two twenty something like that. Something I was gonna like say that. like like two twenty one ninety. 
Yeah, just if it gets short enough, like Cleveland's too good. Like they're just too good. And and the Heat, even though they're the Heat and they have this reputation, like the two other examples I gave, LeBron's on one team and Curry's on the other. Like that's not this. Like that's not what this setup is. So I guess I could be wrong. I just, I, I think like, look, the regular season accomplishment and the home court gets you somewhere market-wise. How far out does it get you as a favorite against a team that I think people will be drawn to uh, because of what what typically happens in the playoffs, yeah. But I, maybe first digits too. Maybe first digits higher. Maybe it's higher than that. Um, just because the what would you do? Regular season stats would be well. I mean, if it got like three to one or higher, I'd probably have to bet Miami. Probably. I bet Miami two twenty. I I probably wouldn't. And not having home court, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I would do like, it just like, and, I, and, I, and I'm okay with whatever the outcome is when I make that bet. I lose, they get swept, I'm cool with it. Yeah. God, I mean, Spolstra Bickerstaff is, it's, well, I mean, the only thing worse is, uh, you know, Doc Rivers against a lot of coaches that he would see in the playoffs, I guess, would be a matchup that you wouldn't like either. But yeah, I mean, like Spolstra Bickerstaff's like an impossibly bad And I have the best two players in the series. And I have the best two players. That's. I mean, I feel like you're trying to get a rise out of me by saying that. You de- you definitely don't have the best two players in the series. Yeah, I have Butler one, and you I have, have. You have a great playoff player. And I have okay, that, That's what we're talking about. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's perfect. That's actually perfect. Um, who did you who yeah, did you if, think if I was going with as the second player? Bam. No, I thought it was pretty who's, obvious. Who's, who's, set up who's to like a actually joke. the third best player in the series? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 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 Mitchell is the best player in that series. No question, but Butler has played much better in the playoffs than he usually does. So that's what makes it fun. I I, w- I would bet Miami. I'll, I'm going to advance Miami here. Okay, I mean I'll advance Cleveland, but uh, but I I get I get that it's fun to advance Miami. They'd be a dog in the series. And then, by the way, would set up uh, Miami Milwaukee in the uh, the second round. Just saying. Uh you better you better hear what Nick and Ken filling out our NBA bracket ahead of. Yeah. Ahead of the, uh, but you know, Cleveland Milwaukee is pretty awesome. Also, uh, ahead of the second half of the season, tipping off tonight. All right, we'll go to the. Uh, why don't we go to the Western Conference? Do the Western Conference first round next, or sure. or should we play out the East? I think that's more fun. Play to do out the it like East, this, right? We could, we could play out the East. I mean, I, we should play out the East the rest of this segment, and we should do the West after we have Dennis on. That's what we should do. All right, so Boston Philly. Uh, it would be really fun because, like. It's Embiid with no Harden and like maybe a better team, definitely a way better coach. Uh, but I, against the Celtics, I still wouldn't like I I wouldn't like Philly. Like I I wouldn't pick Philly to win in like a TV segment where it's just hey pick the winner of the series. Like I would advance Boston definitely. They got they um, got to seven but, last year, and this time and this time it's you have Nick Nurse. You they hundred percent upgraded at coach. Uh, it would just be. Like if Embiid's only been back for like a week and then they play a series and he plays this, I would be just not confident that what I would get from him, even if the series ended up going a long way, I just, I, I don't know how you could be. I don't know how, like he, he's only going to give you like eight games until that series starts. People might be like, well, that's a benefit because it means like he's, you know, healthy and recharged or whatever. Like he hasn't been through the grind of a long season. But he's but just he, always, he will have, they will have won a series against a good team though. So you would, the, the, the yeah. thought is that he will have played well. Yeah, I, I think like, look, it's it's an awesome thing to think about because there's a lot of mystery involved and a team in the Celtics that's had some playoff failures. Um, I just I'd have to be in it and like know how it looked to be really confident one way or another. And if I'm not in it, which we're not because it's not April, then I'm going to still have to pick Boston in that setup. But it's I but there's a lot of wiggle room here based on like Embiid would be the best player in the series. And 
and I have to bring this up too, for the Celtics, does Porzingis make it through the first round without getting hurt? Because if he's hurt, they just lose to a lot of teams, by the way. That's what we're learning as the season goes along. It's all this like Tatum MVP stuff is obscuring the fact that from a metric standpoint, Porzingis is the best player on the team. And he's like the most important thing for every series they're going to play against a lot of different players. And like a lot of people have pointed this out, like when they play the Heat, like Bam's ability to like leave whoever he's guarding and cover everybody else. Well, now it's Porzingis, can't leave him. I guess you could say the same thing about like Giannis and on the one end, or just like the ability to have somebody with Embiid. And I don't know how they would end up guarding Embiid in the series, but like Porzingis's impact is so huge. He's just as injury prone as Embiid is. So it's actually a kind of like there is a huge wild card. We don't know what happened in the first round, obviously, in, in that series. Like if if the Sixers had Embiid, even if we don't know how good he was, like he only played a few games and Porzingis was out. I would 100% pick the, the Sixers to win that series. Like, and he's Porzingis can be the only guy out. Everybody else is healthy. Sixers win the series, maybe in like five or six. Like, that's how big of a deal it is if he would be out. Do you think first take should lead tomorrow with should Kristaps Porzingis win? Should he win NBA MVP? Absolutely. That should be on the A list. Porzingis number one, and then like <laughs> is that what they two, call Michael, it? Michael Jordan was. It's Stevens A list when he does like the five it's, things. It, it's a good name. I like it's a lot of the stuff is like play on words, kind of corny over the top. But like, that's what the show is. I, I think that's I think it fits. Yeah. What was Kellerman show called? Like his solo vehicle? I don't I just remember every segment started with Max, but I don't remember what the show was called. I Max was the first one, right? That wasn't this one. Well, Max Value was the name of the betting segments that they would do. <laughs> no, but like was I Max was, the was show, like, though. I, yeah, I don't know. I Max was not the, the name of the show. How can I not remember the name of the show? For a split second, I said, send it in. This just in. This just in. <laughs> this just in. There we go. Close, this just in enough. at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Not <laughs> off the presses. <laughs> okay. I have, so, I have so many funny jokes that will <laughs> that will stay on the cutting room floor. Uh, I'll yeah. advance Boston also begrudgingly. Um, Milwaukee, Cleveland for you. I'll advance the Bucks. I created a dumb back bracket for myself. Uh, I advanced Milwaukee past Miami. Boston, Milwaukee for both of us. I'll advance the Celtics. I'll advance the Bucks. Okay. Coming up next, who does Ken have beating the Celtics in the NBA Finals? <laughs> <laughs> who, who, who does Nick have beating the Bucks? <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that's that's There's some good up. stuff there. Embiid, the and Heat. Nick's injury report. There's a lot of good stuff going on in the middle. The Pacers, and the, the, what do do with them? the West is going to be great. So we'll do that coming up next hour along with our bets. But we will start the hour filling out an NHL bracket with our friend Dennis Bernstein. You won't want to miss it. Uh, head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash BetQL if you're watching right now on Stadium. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as 
well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.